I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Greetings and welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 131 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and this week I'm going to say farewell to Jeff Sessions. Well, here we are in Florida. Well, you're not in Florida. Well, you might be in Florida. I'm in Florida. And that will explain why you might be hearing a little bit of an echoey sound because I'm actually recording this podcast at my mom's down on Amelia Island, Florida, which is north of Jacksonville, taking a couple of days just to rest and relax and recharge. And uh, I wasn't even going to do a podcast this week, but I brought this stuff down here because I have to do my Shift Gold podcast, and since it's here, and I had a few minutes, just kind of chilling, waiting for my mom, so we can go to dinner, I decided that I'm going to go ahead and, and do a quick episode and bid Jeff Sessions a fond farewell. Now, if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time at all, it's not going to come as any surprise that Jeff Sessions was not my favorite political figure uh, in the United States. In fact, um, I really don't like many of the political figures in the United States as far as that goes, but Jeff Sessions was like the worst of the worst. He represented everything that is bad about the Republican Party and about conservatism, Inc. And I posted on my Facebook page that um, it looks like the Keebler elf is going to have to find himself a new job. And and look at his picture. The dude looks like the Keebler elf. I'm sorry. It works. It's funny. Have a sense of humor uh, because he really does look like the Keebler elf. So he's going to have to go back to bacon cookies and crackers and uh, stop shredding the Constitution, which is what he's been doing for uh, pretty much his entire term as Attorney General. Now, I posted that on my Facebook page, and and a couple people took issue with it. Uh, They said I should be more respectful, Um, and quite frankly, I'm of the opinion that there is no reason to be respectful to these politicians who have no respect for me, uh, nor do they have any respect for the Constitution. And Jeff Sessions particularly irks me because he was always running around talking about law and order. He was the law and order kind of guy. And that's what I mean when I talk about the worst of conservatism, Inc., because you get a lot of that law and order business uh, from the right, from Republicans, from conservatives. And yet, when it came to the Constitution, which is the supreme law of the land, Jeff Sessions had no respect at all. Uh, Of course, he would invoke it when it was convenient. 
I, I heard him invoke it during the uh, debate on immigration. But boy, when it came to the unconstitutional war on drugs, that constitution was nowhere to be found. And that's the first issue that Jeff Sessions was just horrible on. Uh, he wanted to ratchet up federal enforcement of marijuana laws, even in states that had legalized medical marijuana. And I mean, he's even an outlier in Washington, D.C., because at this point, the nullification of federal marijuana prohibition has been so successful that virtually nobody in Washington, D.C. really wants to aggressively prosecute people, especially medical marijuana users. But old Jeff Sessions did because marijuana is the evil weed and it's going to make us all crazy. And, and you know, it's the law. And that was really his whole stand on it. It's against federal law and we're going to enforce federal law no matter what these stupid states want to do. Well, it's an unconstitutional law. It's unlawful under the Constitution. There is no authorization for the federal government to wage a war on a plant. Uh, if you doubt me on this, all you have to do is just think back to alcohol prohibition. When they decided that they were going to prohibit alcohol at the federal level, they found it necessary to pass a constitutional amendment. So what's the difference? Why all of a sudden was it not necessary to pass a constitutional amendment to regulate marijuana? There's no difference in marijuana prohibition and alcohol prohibition, uh, at least in substance. And so that just goes to show how far America continues to drift from its constitutional roots. Um, you know, back in the 1920s, uh, they believed that at least they had to, you know, get authorization from the people. Uh, now we've just dispensed with that. We'll say Commerce Clause 150 times and we'll just do it. So that was the first thing that I thought Jeff was horrible on. The second thing was asset forfeiture. And this is another area that he ordered the Justice Department to aggressively pr 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 pursue federal asset forfeiture, even in and especially in states that had loosened up their asset forfeiture laws. And let me give you a little quick overview on this. As you probably know, asset forfeiture is when police, law enforcement take property that they say was associated with the crime. Now, the problem with asset forfeiture is oftentimes they take stuff without ever even charging the individual who owns it or even arresting them. I mean, they just take the stuff because it's easy and it flips due process on its head because once assets are seized, in most cases, it's up to the owner to prove that the items were not used in a crime. So the burden of proof shifts from the government onto the individual. So, you know, it's it's one of these deals where people are constantly basically being robbed by the government uh, under the auspices of the law. Now, there's been quite a movement over the last few years at the state level to reform asset forfeiture and to at least require a conviction before the state can proceed with forfeiture. And to me, that's just a common sense reform. But there's this problem because we also have federal asset forfeiture and the feds have not made any effort to reform the system. So what happens is the state and local police can pass cases onto the federal government, let the federal government prosecute the forfeiture under its looser laws. And then through this program called equitable sharing, the federal government gives about up to 80% of the forfeit proceeds back to the state and local law enforcement. So there's a perverse 
uh, incentive for state and local police to pass these cases to the federal government and cash in on equitable sharing, especially in states that have reformed their asset forfeiture laws. So, for instance, California has some of the strictest asset forfeiture laws. It's very difficult at the state and local level to forfeit um, property without a conviction and it's just a difficult process. So what happened is California police, they were just passing all the cases off to the feds and then cashing in. California used to be the number one state in receiving asset forfeiture money from the federal government. That is until the state of California closed that loophole by prohibiting state and local police from passing cases or allowing the federal government to adopt cases as, as it's called. It's called adoption. And so Jeff Sessions in all of his glory, said that the federal government should encourage this, that they should aggressively pursue this asset forfeiture because this is a great deal. You know, it's a great way. It's law and order, and we're going to get the bad guys. And, oh, my gosh, so many conservatives buy into this stuff. It's not constitutional. There's no constitutional provision for the federal government to be seizing people's property for criminal offenses. It's absurd. It's tied in with the unconstitutional drug war. And so... As far as I'm concerned, Jeff Sessions was an enemy to the Constitution, and good riddance, and thank goodness he's gone. Uh, Keebler Elf can go make cookies and crackers, like I said earlier, and there will be no tears shed here in the Meharry household. Now, I guess he was uh, canned. Well, he wasn't canned. He resigned, but he was forced out by Trump because of this whole Russia thing. And I would explain all of that to you, but I really can't because I'll be honest with you, I've paid very little attention to all of this uh, Russian collusion stuff because, quite frankly, I don't care. It has no impact on my life whatsoever. On the other hand, the drug war, I know people that that has an impact on. Asset forfeiture, that has an impact on real people. This this Russia stuff is just political posturing. But what's sad to me is that people are more wrapped up in that than they are the fact that Jeff Sessions was an attorney general who routinely violated the Constitution, encouraged others to violate the Constitution while squawking about the importance of the rule of law. So, you know, as far as the Russian collusion thing, I really couldn't care less. That's not the issue to me. That's, you know, some people think it's horrible that Sessions is being forced out because I don't care. My point is, Jeff Sessions was an enemy to the Constitution. He was an enemy to liberty. He was an enemy to freedom. He was a gross, despicable human being. And I say, good riddance, goodbye, so long, farewell. Don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. I really appreciate you listening to the show. Hope the echo wasn't too terribly bad. Uh, if you have any thoughts or ideas or questions, you can email me at michael.meharry at 10thamendmentcenter.com. You can subscribe to the show over at iTunes. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Thanks again for listening.